Welcome back to the Two Wolves Wellness Podcast. This is Rosalind. I'm Austin. And I'm Nick. Sorry, it's been a little while. Things get crazy. Life gets in the way. But we're back and we're very excited. Um, this week we're going to be talking about marriage, relationships, building community, um, kind of just the importance of having those relationships and people around you in life day to day. Um, but yeah, we have an article that kind of relates to our topic this week, and um, it's a study from the Council on Contemporary Families. Haven't heard of them before, but I think it's, I looked it up and it seems somewhat legitimate, so we'll take it with a grain of salt. What does that mean? <laughs> well, no, but like, uh, like reputable sites have been citing their studies. Okay. Anyway. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yes. So apparently they studied that people who do the dishes alone that are in relationships. I don't like this. Study. <laughs> <laughs> so doing the dishes alone leads to relationship conflict. And more especially for women in heterosexual relationships, sharing the responsibility of doing the dishes is more important than this any other chore. <laughs> it's not. You wrote this, this, didn't I you? didn't. In the study, previous outside research had found that women who don't get any help with the dishes report more conflict in their relationship, less relationship satisfaction, and worse sex than women whose partners share the load. I did not write this myself. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, it sounds like you should be doing the dishes with your wife. All right, fine. We can do them together. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just thought it was funny because out of all the chores, and like, I mean, I don't know anybody who like really enjoys doing the dishes. I don't like doing the dishes, but it's not like pulling you, my hair out. But you seem to enjoy doing the dishes. I really don't enjoy doing the dishes but I do respect the sense of accomplishment when you have like a sink full of shit and you're able to get it done. And like, mm. that's a checkbox. And you know, I like checking my checkboxes. Yes. That's, I think, the positive from it. And plus, I can't go through life saying to myself, oh my God, I hate doing the dishes because, sorry, that's life. There will always be dishes. Anyway. Paper. Yeah, but then that's really wasteful. So, so yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think using dishes as the, as a, you know, is obviously good for the study because it's able to focus on one activity and say, are you doing it by yourself or not, right? Because mm -hmm. that's pretty, I don't know, in my memory, I can think of all the times I've ever done dishes with somebody and, and that's pretty clear. That's like a clear designated thing. I, I you know, I, there was a, there was a really interesting article, um, that I read that was an excerpt from a book and it, it talks about how women hate their husbands after they have kids. That's so sad. And uh, the, 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 the article's point was even if you go in with the plan of we're going to build this home together and we're going to raise our kids together, typically people fall into the gender, the normal gender roles mm -hmm. of men sitting around doing nothing and women holding up everything and making sure nothing <laughs> falls by the wayside and even you know even and it was funny because you know at least from this author's perspective she had mentioned that even before they'd split the work evenly but once they had the kid it somehow became less of the man's role to do that and I, and i think you know i think that goes a long way i think that that sharing the burden and and and, and it goes i mean beyond just having kids i mean just 
if you're married or, or you're with somebody and you're, you know, doing a home together, sharing that together is important because it kind of connects you to the, like the centralness and like you working together. And I, I, there's never been a, a friendship or any type of relationship where I felt satisfied because somebody was, I was doing none of the work and, or I was doing all the work and somebody was doing none of the work. Yeah. So I, I totally get the point of this article and I, I can, I, it doesn't mean that Nick, you should do the dishes, but <laughs> I mean, we do like, I don't need to be thrown under the bus here. I'm not throwing <laughs> you under the bus. I do do the dishes. I didn't once say in this conversation and that we you do didn't split do the, the dishes. Work. But yes. Nick does not like dishes. I don't like dishes and I hate having a dishwasher that does not work. Yeah, that also makes that it That our landlords difficult. have not fixed yet. Yeah. But maybe one day. Hard water. You know, hard water is a pain in the ass. <laughs> Too bad we don't have water. Note to any homeowners. (laughs) Hard water's a pain in the ass. (laughs) Anyways, so a nice little segue into our topic. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so sharing the load, an important relationship note, I think that we can say applies to any relationship, any friendship, any um, romantic relationship, partnership, whatever. Sharing the load, meeting each other halfway is always super important um even just for friendship i mean i know over the years like the friendships that have fallen to the wayside in my life unintentionally and intentionally were because i felt like i was the one making most of the effort to stay connected and i think that goes across so many different aspects of just a regular relationship with someone is it can't just be one person doing all the work, you know, a positive, happy, fulfilling relationship or partnership will never come out of that. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And, and and one thing, though, I think is something that I've kind of encountered in my life. So uh, I'm I'm the single one of all of my friends. Like there are very there is a group of guys that I hang out with that are basically all single. But my other significant friend groups in my life, I am the only single person within them. And, uh, you know, I think, a, a part of my role has been since I'm the one that has this crazy schedule that has all these different groups that I'm trying to juggle is that I have to tell people when I am free. And sometimes I do get a little frustrated when it comes to feeling like I'm not invited to things or like I'm not, um, you know, I guess engaged on the same level that I feel like I'm doing. The difference is, is that you know, I, I have got this one-to-one interaction with several different groups and sometimes it feels like I'm doing all the work, but the truth is I have to do all the work. If I'm going to have so many different (laughs) friends and so many different relationships, someone has to do the logistics of my life. Otherwise there's just going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of conflict. I'm not going to see everybody that I want to and spend that time with them. So, so part of that sometimes is understanding your role and what, the relationship or the friendship or whatever it is you're supposed to do. And if, if you have to be aware that it's not always the other person's fault, like you have, you have your part that you have to play. And if that part of that is doing a little bit more work due to other circumstances, because you want other things, you have to kind of, you got to roll with that. Yeah. Well, I think it comes down to like taking responsibility for the things you want to see happen too. So Mm -hmm. like, If you want a good marriage, take responsibility for it and do your part if you want, you know, 
a good friendship same thing take responsibility and do your part obviously that's also the hardest thing what do you mean to recognize that you have to take responsibility for it and like what your responsibility is do explain i don't know what you mean well i mean like i feel like that's hard for some people to realize that like it's their responsibility yeah that's a really humble thing to recognize you know that's what i'm getting at like i don't think uh, most people like austin very easily could it's not our friend group. It's not us not inviting him because we clearly <laughs> they do. Him. They invite me all the time. <laughs> but whatever other friend groups he's feeling this way, <laughs> like he could recognize, like he does, that it's on him to schedule like hanging out with these people. Yeah. Or he could also just be, you know, like why aren't they inviting me? That's ridiculous. I should be invited to things. Yeah. I'm not gonna call, talk to them. Yeah. So I, I feel like finding that responsibility. Yeah. Is something that's difficult for a lot of people definitely well and i think it goes to an even deeper thing when i was thinking about what i thought we could talk about today on this topic not only like taking responsibility for your part in a relationship but what i kept coming back to was like taking response well not necessarily responsibility but like acknowledging how you were raised And how that influenced who you are. Acknowledging like the events and past relationships that you've been in. And how they affected you and shaped you. And then taking the time to look at your current situation. Whether it be like a friendship or a marriage or you know just dating somebody. And looking at that relationship and deciding is that something that you. Is that the relationship you want? If it is what's like going right and if it's not or if you have like a sticking point with that person or maybe a fight that keeps coming up and up and up and up like take a step back and almost look at it not from your own perspective but from like an outsider's perspective and recognize and like drop your pride to where you're like oh this is something that I grew up like this shaped me in my childhood and I have this trigger or I have this habit of being too prideful or I have this, you know, stubbornness that I always have to be right or something like that and recognizing it and then taking a step back and being like, okay, is that going to benefit my relationship long term? And if not, which it probably won't, if it's any of those things, then what can you do to grow yourself to then like overcome that and create a more positive relationship in your life. Cause I know there are some things that stuck with me growing up that have definitely. And I think over the past couple of years, I've really grown in these aspects, but they were definitely sticking points when Nick and I first got married that I had these like innate reactions that I didn't know where we're coming from. And I had to dig deep and figure out why I was reacting the way I was to certain situations, certain viewpoints or arguments or, you know, there was a lot of times where Nick and I would get in an argument and I could not let him be right because I was so prideful. And I was like, we were, we argue so much less now and I'm not taking all but the credit. You know, when we but argued <laughs> then, like, it wasn't bad. No, like, we were it, never it like arguments. fighting, fighting yeah. or anything. But no, she wouldn't ever let me be right. And, and it, even if I was completely right, 
she would get defensive. It was like such a deep down gut, like I could not let go. And then I realized like, there's a lot you need to dig deep on and unpack and figure out why you can't let the most important person in your life and like respect them enough to be like, no, you, you're right on this. So yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think y'all are just like, yeah, I think y'all are connected in what you're, what you're trying to say right here. And that is, I think Nick's point on top of what you just said is that's really hard. It's yeah. so hard. <laughs> well, so the whole reason I wanted to even have this conversation was my sister got married this past weekend. And Woo-hoo! I was thinking, Yay, like, what could we tell them that's helpful? Because mm-hmm. everyone's going to tell them, like, you know, all these, there are different bits of wisdom. But what what's honestly worked for us? Mm-hmm. And we talked about it in the car. And the biggest thing that I think has worked for us that I don't always see in a lot of relationships is, like, we are completely honest with each other and not just like I don't cheat on Rosalind or I don't look at things and like we're honest in the sense of like I, if I don't like something, I tell her I don't sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do the, like the same for me. We're, we're but always it's, in and communication we make sure though other. that it's not a judgmental thing. Yeah. Like if we disagree with each other, it's not like a I disagree with you and I think your character is now. Yeah. No, it's, it's like it's OK we're, that we disagree on something mm-hmm. like. I want you to handle, or I think we should handle something this way and you think we should handle a different way and it's okay that we disagree. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to a point to where we, you know, we figure, all right, well, we're going to have to do it way one or way two and one of us will yield. But it's always like we're able to speak to each other and openly be ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best bit of, like wisdom that you could give like a new couple that's going to be like whether like any couple like any relationship that like that right there don't hide parts of yourself or feel like you can't speak your mind because it's not going to last in a healthy way yeah you're going to always like you're going to i don't know you can't keep that up for a lifetime yeah and you're going to have those conversations where you say the little bit that you want like that you didn't get to say like constantly in your head mm-hmm. like you're gonna always hold that resentment of you know i wanted to tell her tell her off or tell her whoever you know x y and z but i didn't because i held it in and that's not good like that that was one of the other things i was kept coming back to when i was thinking about this topic is i think we worked really hard and if I don't remember like specifics. I'm sure there might be an in the, our like more argumentative phase where there were times where I like resented you because I couldn't look myself in the face and think like and acknowledge that it was my fault. I was thinking like, oh, Nick can't be right. It was his fault. And then I would like hold that in. But really it was just me like not being able to accept something and, and allow you to. Sure. But I don't think you were ever resentful. Well, like I would explain if it that was, it was it like, well, no, but I'm saying like, if it was, it was my own doing. Yeah, it wasn't sure. you. Yeah. And so my whole point is like, when I kept coming back to this topic, I kept coming back to like resentment is total poison to a relationship. Yeah. Because. Well, and a lot of times that resentment builds up because you didn't say. Yeah. It's so destructive. What you needed to. Like it's, it's so much better to like, I, I can't, let's just bring up the dishes. It's so much better for you to tell me that I need to do the dishes or that, you know, you need help with something than for you to just sit there and do it and then resent me. Be angry about it, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, 
to pay the credit card bill because it needs to get paid. Mm-hmm. And it needs to get paid. Let <laughs> you do that. <laughs> <laughs> but L- yeah. Living with someone with ADD is also a bitch. But isn't that what auto pays for? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yes. But yeah. I think the, yeah, the advice we would give would be to always be open and honest. And like brutally honest. Like don't. But not like you don't have to tear someone down. Brutally could be rude. Not in a rude I'm way. Saying, well, like I mean, a respectful. You should love this person. Yeah. So like but brutally honest in a like your loving way. Like mm-hmm. if there's something that you're doing that I think is wrong, uh, I'll tell you. Yeah. Instead of just letting you do it. Yeah. And we, we talk about pretty much everything. Yeah. There's no topic that we don't talk about, which I think is also very important. Sadly, she brings up bathroom topics that I don't necessarily want to talk do. about. But Nick, gets, Nick doesn't like talking about that stuff. But sometimes girls I don't just poop. Think it's funny. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, that, I think that. So that's what's like sparked it. And then the priest that was giving the homily at her wedding was talking about um, the gospel and you know how in the reading God took out the rib of mm-hmm. Adam and made the woman um, from man. But he's like, it's not about, you know, a marriage per se. It's more about companionship and how mm-hmm. humans are intended to, to have a companion, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, a traditional marriage or just, you know, two people that need each other or, you know, partners or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's, companionship that we strive for and that we long for and it's hard to be like on your own yeah which i thought was really interesting definitely i know we've talked so much no I, <laughs> no that's yeah, absolutely perfect i i you know look I, I you know it took me a long time to realize that honesty thing like you saying that and and i'm just like yes oh my god yes <laughs> like the most i mean the best relationships that i've had with you know that have been romantic in nature are are the ones in which i could be honest and in fact it's now that's like a minimum requirement if you can't be honest and straight with me like i i don't really have time for you like it's just that's not a and honestly it's bled over into my friendships and everything like i definitely gravitate towards these you know different people that i can sit and say what i actually think and i don't have to worry about being judged mm-hmm. or or you know worry about the criticism that comes with a thought like if, if i can't if i can't be my authentic self now around you then i that we aren't going to be around each other <laughs> yeah and I, I feel like that's why so many people say that there's like a, a honeymoon phase mm-hmm. and like you're not you're not even out of it until your first like two years of marriage i think it's because in any relationship so many people are not themselves and then when they start trying to be themselves, then they kind of clash and they're not really truly themselves still. And they're like holding something back mm-hmm. and then they're resenting that person. So I really honestly, the more and more I've been thinking about this topic, that that's really just like a bedrock to any like any relationship that you kind of almost have to have to have it be meaningful. Well, and if you can't be open and authentic and yourself and all of that, then it's probably because you don't fully trust the person because you do fear some type of judgment or some type of ridicule or 
What if they'll leave me if I'm really myself? And so none of that builds a healthy relationship. Um, so yeah, you know, let just your freak flag yeah. fly early on, and and if the person's meant to be, they'll they'll stick around. Just to provide some context, what do you think? I know you, I know you guys are still working on it. I, you probably wouldn't say that you're like you've achieved marriage nirvana <laughs> at this point. I think we're pretty close. But how long do you think it took? Once you realize what you were doing, and and I and I guess just Is because Rosalind ser- shared this story, I mean, I, I was I'll keep it to you just as not because we're targeting women, but just because <laughs> Rosalind shared her story. How long do you think it took for you to to identify what you felt and then realize you didn't want that to be, and then you started working on it? It took me a while, and it was something that was probably present when we were dating, I would say. So mm-hmm. for most of our dating, which was a few years. And then I but would you say... you started to recognize it some when we were dating. Because we were still being honest with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dating. And I was telling but you... But I wasn't working on it no, you as hard as I no, yeah. have. But we were, we were definitely honest with each other then. Yeah. And I definitely brought it up plenty of times yeah. then. But I couldn't... You don't know I when? couldn't see... No, no. Oh. I couldn't see the origin of why I was that way until probably a year or two into our marriage. It was a year into marriage. Yeah, I would say about a year when we moved from the one bedroom to the two bedroom and then the two bedroom to this house. It was when we, yeah, in this house. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I really, and it's just life. I mean, you, you, as you, I think, grow out of being dependent on a family unit that you're born into, when you start to become your own independent adult, you're forced to learn who you are. Yeah, and we were forced to understand. Yeah, forced to understand what your childhood did. Um, When did we? How old were we when we met? Twenty? No, I mean we met freshman year. That was eighteen. Well, yeah, but okay, so actually, really met each other. Nineteen and twenty is when we were really getting to know each other. And we got married at twenty-five. Twenty-four. Twenty-three and twenty-four. So, like, I mean. We've been honestly growing in our adulthood together. Yeah. So it's okay. And I guess that was my point was that it's, it's taken years. Like this isn't something that just happens overnight and and it don't. And marriage in any relationship for that matter is work. Like I am so happy to say Nick and I are easy. Like our relationship hands down is easy, especially compared to all of the other relationships. I know I've been in high maintenance. Well, but, but our compatibility is easy. Yeah. And I think That's any lasting yeah. relationship should have a compatibility that just works. Yeah. You don't ever want to fight, like fight your just natural personalities. But yeah, it took me, it took me several years and it, and it took, I think, up, I think a couple years ago is when I really was like, okay, I've got to sort this out and I've got to, it was like a year after we moved in here. Yeah. And we've been here like four years. I don't know. Anyways, point being, it took me years to realize I really needed to work on it. And it's taken me, you know, a few years. And I would like to think that I'm like in a really good spot now. Yeah. That I've really dug deep. And I think a lot of what I was going back to about this topic too is you can't be in healthy, long-lasting relationships if you don't work on yourself. 
And I think we're honestly probably in one of the happiest times of our relationship. Like, and not that we've ever not been happy, but I think hmm. as, yeah, I mean, I guess as we've grown into this spot, I, I guess feel we're the, I wouldn't say like the, rela- uh, I guess I see, I see what you're saying, but it's I don't like know how some to of the healthiest time for us. Yeah, but I think it's the happiest time for both of us because like our relationship's grown, but we're also like in a good place. Mm-hmm. Like I finally graduated, so I'm not, I don't have the stress of. I just mean like personally. But I know that's what I'm saying. I feel like both of us have grown personally. So that's why we're in a better place. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I really attribute it though to working on myself. If I hadn't taken the time to. uh, uh, Me as well. I feel like because we both worked on ourselves. We can come together together better. Yeah. But yeah. I mean it's tough. and, And it is a. I mean, we, I, I would like to think, of course, I'm just speaking from my own experience. We all deal with pride at some point and it's hard when you have a flaw in your relationship that maybe hinders your relationship with either a friend or a partner. Um, it's hard to look at that in the face and be like, okay, like I need to deal with this, but it is so beneficial when you do. And I think it's, it's but part it's of being, yeah, it's like part of being human when I could come to you and be like, look, I, I'm sorry, I get it. And then we can have, I mean, that deepened our relationship, mm-hmm. knowing that like we could be even more vulnerable and honest with each other and not be judged and be like, no, like, let's work through this. Let's get through this. Let's make it better. Let's support each other and everything. And it's just, yeah, and that's the, I think, feel like that's the other, like, tidbit is you have to be vulnerable and also like willing to work with each other mm-hmm. to make it better yeah definitely which i feel like happens a lot to where people lose that mm-hmm. where maybe they might be vulnerable but they're not willing to work on it or vice versa so well let me ask you all this question because you know you said you had to work on yourself um how do you how, what do you do to maintain kind of your own identity as a part of this partnership like what are what are some things that you do because i think that's something a lot of people struggle with um starting to work out again after we moved in to san antonio was something that like really helped me mm-hmm. to like get back to who i was and then like now like playing hockey and working out but like i needed that like I kept longing for that, like team aspect or then like sport aspect that ha- like I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And I, I it wasn't until like a few years ago when you and I were talking that I, I wasn't even thinking about the fact that I'd always been a part of like something, mm-hmm. and like all through high school, even in college, I joined the lacrosse team. I had nothing, didn't know anything about lacrosse. I still play lacrosse. Mm-hmm. I played flag football through college, so. I think you have to own your own separate things. Like, yes, it's a wonderful thing. If you get along so well, you could do everything together. But there is something very important in owning your own things. So, like, for me, um, you know, you don't you don't always have to have the same friends either, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, Uh, I've got close friends that I have that I spend time with outside of my time with Nick. Of course, we can always spend time, like, all together. But... You know, you have those relationships. 
Nick has friends like that too, where I'm not always around when he's spending time with them. Um, and like for me, you know, especially in the past couple of years, yoga and meditation and Reiki, like that's all my stuff. Yeah. And like I Nick does some to of adopt, it too, like but the meditation and stuff, but, but it's like, you have your own personal things that you, you, you work like you do in your leisure time. Yeah. Like the boat, like, shooting the bow yeah that, that became like a, almost a form of meditation for me mm-hmm. which we you now do have a bow but it's not something you do that often and it was mostly so that way we had you know something we could do together again yeah but it's still like my thing yeah yeah and then that goes back to that trust part where you have to there was a really interesting thing that i that i found and 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 one of the ones that that really stuck out so it was, it was a comment that said that the value of what someone means to you isn't directly related to the time you spend with them yeah mm-hmm. and that and i thought that was really interesting because i think when i was younger i thought being in a relationship meant spending all your time with that person. And mm-hmm. I realized that that drove me crazy. <laughs> um, and, and I, I realized how much of my life I was sacrificing just to fulfill this own internal bar of what I thought I had to do. And I, and it just goes back to not being honest, not being open, not being authentically you. And now I feel like if the right person were to come along and I were to able to be in that relationship. Like I definitely have some boundaries that I go, these are the things that I want to do and I'm going to, and you know, involve you in those things. But I also have this life that I can't, I'm not giving up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's having that something of value that even if, you know, for whatever reason it doesn't work out with this person, you still have that thing that you didn't give up and that this is like who you are. Yeah, but if that is who you are, you shouldn't have to give that up. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's that. uh, Yeah, like a a a good relationship. The other person wouldn't ever be asking you to give up whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, yeah. If Roz was asking me to give up sports because she doesn't want me out of the house for that long because you know she doesn't trust me or whatever, like that's probably not a like. There's there's really issues that I think we can all tell. I think any conflicting thing in a partnership always comes down to some type of basic issue and it's if you want that relationship and partnership to work out you've got to kind of take the time to look deeply and recognize what that might be because like that example like I don't want Nick doing sports if that were the case I don't want Nick doing sports because I don't trust him being out for that long well then obviously there's a deeper issue there so I think it's just like if you really want a relationship to work, you've got to be, again, honest with each other yeah, and, and with yourself. That, that issue might be for both. Like it might not just be that you don't trust me because I did something wrong. It might also be because you don't trust me because you've had past relationships that you didn't trust those people. Yeah. That so you're reflecting onto me, previous which baggage is not happening. I'm just ex- like yeah, explaining. As an example. But. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. And the only way you're going to get to that point and realizing that is if you're being honest mm-hmm. totally i mean even you know I, that's something that's like i don't know sometimes it's really hard to be honest like it and, I'm, and I'm, a, yeah. I'm a pretty open person and I, I don't mind talking about myself and how i feel but like when it comes to certain things there's just like there's these lines that 
you don't even know exist until somebody takes you right up to it yeah. and says, tell me about this. And you're like, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can't, I yeah. don't want to, you know, like it, and it's I, that vulnerability but, of yeah. being but like, I think to have that, that meaningful relationship, like if you're going to spend the, the rest of your life with this person, then you should be able to cross those lines and they shouldn't judge you for those yeah, those answers. Totally. Yeah, no. But I think that is such an interesting part when yeah. you do start a new relationship. You get to those points and you're like, okay, like my next decision <laughs> yeah. kind of determines might change everything. <laughs> where something's going. Yeah, it's scary, especially if you really do like someone and then you're wanting it to be long term and you're up against that. Like, well, yeah, we're, we're longing to have a companion. Yeah. Like, you never want to be left alone. And I, and I guess like, you know, it's if you're struggling to be that kind of like open and honest with somebody, I mean, I think one of the things by doing it, you know, by actually being vulnerable and open, you learn some really critical things about who you're with and what, how they're going to deal with those things. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's really one of those things where I don't think there's ever been a time in my life where I've regretted trying something, you mm-hmm. know, like when it comes to you know, we're, we're telling, you know, like we're telling people be open and honest. So it's like how, what, okay. So I want to be open and honest. So it's my first step, right? Like the first step is have a conversation about something that, you know, means something and then actually take that step and show a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. show what you're comfortable showing. And then, and then you have, and then you, then you get understand, you know, you see the reaction and then you learn something about who you're with. It could be good. It could be bad, unfortunately. Well, and but, you also learn about yourself, too. Right. Because you might not have realized you've, like, in that relationship, you might have thought, like, oh, this is really this is really it for me or whatever. But if you come up to one of those lines and you're like, well, I, I honestly can't tell this person that, then maybe that's going to open your eyes to something about that friendship or partnership, too. Or, or from what you said, you know, something you need to work on yourself, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah. Why is it that yeah. you're being held back? What do you need to unpack? Right. It's it's really amazing that every interaction we have with within any relationship in our life tells us so much about who we are as much as you know what we want in relationships and who the people are in our lives like it all comes back not in a selfish way but it all comes back to ourselves. It's pretty incredible. But yeah. Austin, what advice would you give a newlywed couple? that we haven't already talked about. Oh God, I don't, I don't know. I've never been married. So that's, it doesn't matter. It's such a difficult, it's such not. a difficult thing. But you've seen, you've successful lived marriages. life. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think one of the things, and, and it's a little bit has to do with the honesty thing. I think it's the whole, like, don't be afraid to fight. Like it's all just a part of releasing some of those emotions and mm-hmm. like letting go of like the feelings you have inside. I know like one of the things that I do in my life that, is very healthy for me and my mentality is that I talk to my mom a lot and my mom is the best sounding board in the world mm-hmm. where I can just unload every single thought that I have, whether it's good, bad, you know, whatever. And then it's, it's kind of that cathartic release. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if you're going, I, I think if I, you know, I'm not saying that I don't know, cause I've never been married. So I don't know if like you're, if being, if your wife, or your husband being that person is the right thing, but yes, having, Okay. Well, okay. Ideally, so, yes, but it. I mean, you can have other people in your life too. Yeah, but you would. I, I mean, I think that's the best thing. That's yeah. One, like that's part of that honesty is like that. That is who Rosalind is for me. Yeah. yeah. 
And just and being, like, things yeah. that you probably couldn't tell your mom because it's your mom. It's your mom. <laughs> you can tell it. Like I can tell Rosalind. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I, I guess. So, yeah. No, I I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's, that's important. I think that's one thing. You know, I I think, and and I'm I'm a pretty passionate person, so I, I think that's just. I just have to do that in order to to kind of get my emotions out. Yeah. And but it has to be constructive. It can't be you know it can't be targeting and things like that. You really have to get to the heart of the matter mm-hmm. of whatever the issue actually is. And I think sometimes we when we are arguing we we kind of try to sugarcoat things or we try to we try to make our point by by doing you know <laughs> by just saying mean things like mm-hmm. as if that somehow makes your argument better. But. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's good advice or not. Uh, no, I, no think I think it's it great is. advice. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, it's like <laughs> when you're married to someone or in a long-term relationship, you're around that person a lot. And there are going to be times when that feels like a lot. Like you're yeah. around this person almost, you know, not 24-7 because obviously you go to work and whatever. But, I mean, they are your main person. They are the person that you wake up and talk to. They're the person you talk to before you go to bed. Like, they are your main person and that can put tension on anybody just because you're living together and you're, you know, doing everything as a unit and that can, that can bring tension. I think it's healthy to have constructive arguments for sure. And I think it's also healthy to not, to like want to have your own time. Yeah, definitely. I think that's like honestly important. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to be together 24-7. Yeah. Like you can want to be like you love the other person and you want to be with them, but at the same time, you need time to do whatever you want to do, whether that's go play hockey or go to a yoga in the park. Yeah. Right, and then that doesn't mean that you don't. Yeah. You yeah, don't love it the doesn't. Other yeah, don't. Doesn't mean that you don't love the other person. It means that you love yourself enough to take the time to help yourself, so that way you can be a better member of that relationship. Mm-hmm. My mom always Very gave well me said. really good advice with that, which is like. If you're always together, what do you talk about? Totally. Like, what new experience are you bringing in from your life if you are literally attached at the you hip? You just be talking all about the, the things that you just did together. Like, right. Remember that time where we both went and did, <laughs> you know, we or, walked in the park or we yeah. got a time that we both went to dinner together? Or it also becomes those situations where they don't you talk. have nothing to talk about. So then you nitpick and talk about outside things maybe other people other situations and you you get fixated on those things and that's not always healthy either yeah if you get fixated on the people like that are outside of your relationship and you're always just talking about them you know it which we've definitely seen in other partnerships and and other partnerships yeah and it's not and it's not healthy and it usually the reflection is that the individuals in that relationship aren't honest with themselves they mm-hmm. aren't open with each other, and it's just, it's not a healthy environment. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it can be toxic, so. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot to think on this week. Yep. <laughs> but yay, congrats to Bailey and Sam. We wish for, you guys the best. Yes, of course. And we're always here for you. Of course. Um, but have, yeah, so. Have fun in Italy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. To wrap up, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think makes up a positive relationship or marriage. Um, what what advice you may give to a newlywed couple. Um, so get on our Facebook and Instagram and kind of get into the discussion with us. We'd love to hear your thoughts. I know I am always open to 
advice when it comes to long-term relationships because we're always learning and we're always growing. So yeah, we hope to see you on the social pages and we will hopefully have our next episode very, very soon. Uh, Bye. 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 (laughs)